Right. Uh, it's always difficult to do a presentation before uh, lunch, but I think actually it's better than doing it uh, after lunch. So uh, bear with me. And uh, I am going to continue a bit on the um, previous panel because um, that's about uh, financing. And I think uh, I'll be touching upon the um, uh, ship leasing also. Now, um, I will actually start with the cycle of a ship. Now, the cycle of a ship actually, of course, starts with a shipbuilding. Uh, now, as you can see over here, shipbuilding um, in Asia actually is uh, comprising 90% of the uh, global shipbuilding, uh, uh, including um, China, uh, Japan, and also Korea. And then when you're talking about the ownership of the ships, uh, half of the ships uh, of the world fleet are actually owned in Asia. And then with the cargo, actually 4.4 uh, billion tons of cargo out of 10.7, that's about 40% of the total cargo is actually being loaded in the Asian ports. And then, of course, um, then eventually the ship have to be demolished. And uh, now in Asia, actually, we demolish 80% of the ships. So actually, you can see the whole life cycle of the ships. Actually, a lot of them, they spend their life in Asia. So actually, I think uh, if you are going to give an ID card to those ships, actually, those are uh, Asian uh, uh, citizens. Now, of course, uh, all this um, one item is missing, which is the ship financing, which starts before the ship is built. Now, um, earlier the panel talked about the different alternatives of uh, ship financing, uh, mortgage debt, um, leasing, and different things. Uh, and uh, I'll be touching upon on that uh, a little bit later on. Now, this is another map uh, which is presenting in a chart, which is easier to read, um, and is including also ship registration. As you can see, all the spikes over there, the blue ones, actually those are buildings, ship buildings. So actually you can see a very strong presence over there in Asia. And then you've got the ownership, same as I mentioned earlier, half of them are actually owned in Asia. Of course, uh, Greece is actually the biggest one uh, in Europe. And then registration. Uh, registration actually is not there in the uh, previous slide. Now over here you can see the biggest one, Panama, and then uh, Marshall Island, Liberia, Hong Kong is the third. Um, and then, of course, uh, scrapping also. You can see uh, a lot of activities over there in the, uh, India, Pakistan, uh, Bangladesh. Now, this actually, of course, um, is, um, is a chart which is com um, combining all different cargo types and then rank them. Uh, it's a 2017 ranking, uh, but then actually this is coming out from uh, UNTEC, uh, and that is, is the most updated one already. Uh, now, you can see that 17 of the top 20 ports are actually in Asia, and then 14 of them, they're in China. It tells you the substance um, of the actual physical side of it. And then, of course, um, it means that um, the, uh, a lot of the interest, no matter you are talking about institute, investors, or different elements, they're actually very strong there. Now, th this is a very long presentation. I'm going, um, I will actually be focusing on a few slides of them. So I'll be actually um, skipping through a lot of them. My team had a very uh, ambitious um, uh, <laughs> uh, idea when they uh, are trying to uh, uh, do these uh, slides. Now, uh, tax. Actually, of course, uh, everybody, um, you are here in business and you want to actually make money. And the uh, Hong Kong government's philosophy is that to put is to keep the money in your pocket. That's why we try to um, simplify the tax system. Um, for businesses, actually, the tax um, that you will be paying, the majority one, is the profit tax. 
Um, and then um, actually uh, earlier, a couple years ago, we have decided that we reduce our profit tax from 16.5% to 8.25% for the first two million Hong Kong dollars of profits. So actually, it is actually very useful. I mean, uh, for especially now, you know there are a lot of uh, tax startups and all that. So actually, this uh, reduced it. Um, tax will be able to help them. And of course, uh, a lot of the tax startups, um, they're actually fueling activities into the shipping industry. Uh, and then we have uh, a lot of the crosses over there. It's a tax that we don't charge. Uh, there's, um, the, the circular thing up there is um, a combination of different tax um, of different uh, places. Now, Hong Kong, you can see that when we add together all the tax, we have corporate income tax, which is the profit tax, personal income tax, um, Social security for both employer and employee, VAT and all that. You can see Hong Kong is actually the least. Singapore is about more or less doubling in terms of the total tax rate, uh, whereas Shanghai is about uh, three times of Hong Kong. It's not moving. Oh, there. Now, the next thing I would like to talk about is the Greater Bay Area. Uh, now, um, because uh, Hong Kong by itself is just a small city, 7 million, million people, 1,000 uh, kilometers squared. But then the Greater Bay Area is an area that we have signed together, the 11 cities that we will be doing together to develop the economy. Uh, again, a lot of items over here, uh, but I will start with um, the GDP per capita. Now, if you look at it, the GDP per capita for um, the Hong Kong Greater Bay Area is about 20,000 uh, US dollars. If you compare that with the other uh, Bay Area, say San Francisco is five times of ours. New York is four times of ours. Tokyo is two times of ours. So this shows the potential of how we could develop uh, in terms of uh, growing the GDP per capita. Now I use the GDP per capita instead of the total GDP because um, we know that China's got a lot of people. So actually, if I use the um, total GDP, then actually it will be much more than the others, and it will be a bit of uh, out of context. Now, uh, if we want to grow the GDP per capita, then um, the uh, items over there, um, the percentage of uh, treasury industry in GDP, actually it shows kind of like a direction where we can grow it. Uh, because now, if you look at uh, our uh, GDP um, uh, percentage in terms of uh, treasury industry, Ours is about 65%, San Francisco 71, uh, New York is um, all the way up to 83. Now it shows the potential because the treasury industry, whereas in New York for sure is the capital market, uh, and then San Francisco is about the technology. So this is the area that we should be focusing and doing. Um, and then of course it's also supporting the maritime industry. So this is um, something that we believe uh, it is very important, and in order to grow it, actually, what we need to grow is by the people, by the talents. So actually, you can see also uh, in terms of the um, world top 100 university, uh, we've got four of those in, uh, in the Greater Bay Area, our Greater Bay Area, and then the others, they've got only two. So it's a matter of uh, making use of that. Um, and um, if you look at um, the potential of it, now, um, the GDP of our greater area right now is 1.6 trillion US dollars. So uh, to put, in, put it in perspective, is approximately the size equal to Russia or Korea. So if we are able to grow our uh, GDP per capita, say doubling that to the level of Tokyo Bay Area, then it means that actually our greater Bay Area will be the size doubling of um, 
uh, Russia or doubling of Korea already. So this is uh, something that is very substantial, and we believe that actually there is, um, uh, the Greater Bay Area that we have is much more comprehensive than the others. Now, um, there are a lot of the discussion in the Greater Bay Area about um, the future of our ports already. Right now, we've got the Shenzhen port, Guangzhou port, and Hong Kong port. All together is um, handling about 60-some uh, um, million TEUs. So um, the talking now is that what is the possibility if our 11 cities work together and to relocate and consolidate all these ports into one port? Now, um, some of them, they even have a location identified. Um, it is like uh, the river mouth is like this, and it is kind of like in the middle, out in the sea which is very deep, um, and actually location-wise it's very good because it's bringing out all the port, port activities out from the city to farther out. So the vessels, they don't really have to go in that much. And then actually, the, uh, for example, pollution by the vessels or by the um, uh, container trust, actually that will be away from the city also. And then when you come to, come to the facilities like, for example, bunkering, backup area, it could be all done from ground zero. Um, this is something, of course, uh, some people will be asking about the question of are you willing to do it? Because um, the port um, contribution to GDP for both Hong Kong and Shenzhen actually is very high. If we do it somewhere else, then actually the GDP is being moved away from Shenzhen, moved away from Hong Kong. Uh, but then if you look at, for example, um, the Shanghai Yangshan port, actually the port location is not in Shanghai. Actually, they are renting those um, islands from Zhoushan. So actually, if we use the same model, then it's actually very doable. Uh, but of course, it will take time. Um, capital market, actually, I mentioned about the earlier panel. Now, uh, with this one, actually, um, one item would, which would be quite interesting is the um, IPO funds. Uh, for the past 10 years, Hong Kong's IPO actually was the world's biggest for six of the past 10 years. And then if you look at um, also the um, first part of this year, also the Hong Kong IPO fund is also the highest, higher than London, higher than uh, New York. Uh, and if you look at the past 10 years, the total accumulation of the IPO funds, actually Hong Kong is also the, num the world's number one. So actually IPO fund, actually the IPO market in Hong Kong uh, is a very strong market uh, when uh, companies or ship owners or uh, companies uh, come into uh, uh, the matter of raising funds. And then also in terms of liquidity, uh, we have these stock connects connecting with the Shanghai stock market and also the uh, Shenzhen stock market. So this actually will be uh, allowing the uh, investors um, both, both sides. Mainland side, they can invest in the Hong Kong market and Hong Kong investors, they could invest in the uh, mainland market. So it means that um, the appetite and also the diversity of the uh, investors is much wider than before. Uh, now, um, there are limits on the North Bond and South Bond um, uh, uh, transaction. Uh, North Bond is uh, 52 billion uh, renminbi and South Bond is uh, 42 billion renminbi. And you can see that this is a very strong uh, liquidity. And uh, because um, the interests of um, the investors of these two areas or the three markets are very different, with this actually you will be able to get access into different stocks and also different investors. And uh, earlier there was a discussion on the ship financing um, uh, uh, and also the uh, ship leasing. And we've got um, ICBC leasing and also uh, AVIC over there. Uh, now, um, for those there in the leasing business, you know that uh, Hong Kong, uh, two years ago, we started this um, 
tax regime for aircraft leasing, and now we are starting another one for ship leasing. So for the ship leasing one, actually, um, uh, for reference now, um, the aircraft leasing actually um, is only 20% of the profit is taxable, and the tax rate is 8.25%. Um, so the effective tax rate is about 1.65%. Um, because we do not allow for uh, depreciation allowance, so that's why we are uh, taxing only 20% of the profits. Um, now, um, our scheme for the ship leasing is not out there yet because uh, we have um, done the internal assessment. We have come up with the framework. Uh, we will be passing it to the Legislative Council later on, uh, hopefully have it ready uh, for next year. Uh, uh, what I can tell you about the details is that uh, for sure it will be better uh, than the aircraft leasing scheme. Uh, that's all I can tell you for now. And then we're also reducing the tax for uh, specialty risk, including the uh, uh, marine insurance. Um, so actually, this is something that we are reducing uh, from 16.5% um, to 8.25% again. I see the clock is running out. I've got only one more minute left, uh, but I think that would be enough. Um, now, I mentioned about the um, tax regime for the uh, ship leasing. We will be able to uh, give you more details later on because uh, our policy addressed by the chief ex executive, uh, it will be sometime around uh, end of um, October. And uh, so by then, uh, by our maritime week, actually, we will be having more details to announce to you already. Uh, and also for your information, uh, we have signed this MOU together with Maritime London. So actually, it's kind of like a reciprocity that um, our secretary will be visiting um, here this week, uh, be he will be arriving tomorrow, uh, and then also by the time November seventeenth, uh, uh, our maritime week, Maritime London will also be in, uh, will also be visiting Hong Kong. So I hope that um, this will be uh, giving you a bit of the taste of what's uh, going to happen in Hong Kong later on, uh, and then you uh, plan your traveling and come over to Hong Kong um, in November. It's the best time of the year. Thank you.